Hello, you're listening to the Greek to Me podcast, a daily discovery of the New Testament scriptures one word at a time. We hope today's podcast helps you better understand and appreciate God's word. January 13, un. In Ephesians 4, verse 1, Paul writes, I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Elsewhere, Paul uses similar language and says to walk in a manner worthy of the gospel. So that's what he's referring to when he's talking about uh, the calling uh, that you've been called. He's referring to the gospel call, the call of salvation. The word I want to pull out is the word therefore. Uh, Here in the Greek, the word un, uh, it means just that. Therefore, and so, then, uh, which is just simply a a way that we're familiar with to explain the natural result um, of something that had previously been stated. And anytime we we see the word therefore, especially as we read our Bibles, uh, because it helps draw out spiritual significance for us, whenever we see the word therefore, we must ask what it is there for. Because the therefore, as I've always heard said, is always therefore a reason. And so that, that particular significant and spiritual truth that it draws out for us today is this, that gospel obedience, uh, the, the order of our gospel obedience, our Christian obedience, matters. The, the word therefore is there in verse 1 of chapter 4, in the very middle of Paul's letter to the Ephesians, for a reason. He had just spent chapters 1 through 3 focusing on Christian belief. And then he, because of those Christian truths, he says, therefore, because of these things, because of all I had written in the, in the previous three chapters, walk in a manner worthy of your calling or in a, worthy, in a manner worthy of the gospel. We obey God and do good works from acceptance is the key, not for acceptance. Instead of doing good works to be saved, we we do good and we obey God because he has graciously saved us. Christian obedience is powered then by knowing God and loving God and understanding his character in the gospel. And because of how fundamental this truth is, the format of Paul's letter in Ephesians is no coincidence. We see the same thing in Romans. In Romans, a little bit later than halfway in this book, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, he says, I, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. What he's saying is, because of what I had previously written in chapters 1 through 11, because of that, therefore, go and present your bodies as living sacrifices unto God. See, God has never desired or demanded external moral behaviorism. We, we tend to think of the Old Testament as being full of rules, external rules, some of them coldly engraved on stone tablets and others as part of a long list of maybe seemingly random or intensely specific laws. Just do these things, make these sacrifices, uh, go there, don't go there, eat this, don't eat that. But the truth is, God has always insisted that obedience to Him be a result of our trust in Him and our love for Him. 
The truth is we can't obey Ephesians 4 verse or through 6 apart from the truths, believing the truths of Ephesians chapters 1 through 3. Not really. We cannot walk in a manner worthy of the gospel without a saving knowledge that comes by the truth of the gospel. And so here's a question for us as we apply this to our life. Are you not seeing the behavior you want? Maybe it's in yourself that the good works, the, the Christian obedience, the, the fruit of Christian uh, living, maybe a Christian motives um, that, that you want to see in your life and in you or in somebody that you're discipling or trying to encourage, we would be encouraged then here based on this Christian truth of of Christian obedience being that we know God and then we love God, and then flowing from those things, we obey God. With that in mind, if you're not seeing the behavior you want, we, we should zero in on belief, not zeroing in on the behavior itself. The belief is, is where all consistent behavior stems from. And so being taught and being reminded of the character of God, focusing in on who he is and all that he's done through the gospel and all of the implications in our lives of the gospel, those things, those truths, those meditations will motivate and compel us to love God and then very naturally, Christian, to obey God. After all, the most fundamental Christian truth and belief is, as Paul writes in Philippians 2.13, that it is God who is at work in us, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So not only is he ultimately the, the active ingredient of our sanctification at work in us to will and to work for his good pleasure, we can uh, provoke in us the, the gratitude, the love for God that will naturally lead to obedience whenever we do the Ephesians 1 through 4 living, the Romans 1 through 11 living of, uh, of focusing on meditating and, and zeroing in on our belief, what we know, which provokes uh, a love for God, which naturally leads to then Christian obedience of God.